Ladies and gentlemen, happy family day. Happy family day to all you. National family day, national forgiveness day. It's a lovely day, a fantastic Sunday. My best Sunday yet. I finished second for $30,000. Won a little bit more than that yesterday, last night on the showdown slate. As a Packers fan, if Mason Crosby misses the kick, I win 71,000. He makes it. I only win 30, but they get the win. An exciting finish. Aaron Rodgers is still got it. He ain't not caring about no football. But a part of me, and really a big part of me, the, the majority of me said, Mason missed this kick. One and two for the Packers isn't a great start, but 30 something thousand dollars is definitely worth a loss. But hey, I'm here. I'm revitalized. The Patreons were knocking him down yesterday, left and right. The wins and the greens and the money coming in everywhere. Not just on DraftKings, but on prize picks, but on SuperDraft. We're dominating everywhere right now, and it feels good three weeks into the season. We got a new camera, a new lens, and we're going to take a look at what should be a good, I have the Eagles plus four and a half, but what should be a good game in the division tonight between the Eagles and the Cowboys. And this is an interesting showdown slate. Hey, hey, listen up here. You're going to have to pay close attention. There is not much value on the showdown slate. Kickers and defenses have not really been on, on the slate for me in, in, in really any of these games where I'm like, yeah, I got to play that guy. But for the most part, tonight, you're probably going to see one in an optimal lineup just because there's not much value out there. So let's get into this. Let's break it down position by position as we always do. And hey, if you got two seconds of your time to hit the follow button, the subscribe button as it pops up right now. I appreciate that. Let's get into it. So this is an interesting slate because normally I project out like for fantasy points wise on Patreon. You can check it out down below. Projections, ownership, the optimizer, all that and even more for tonight. But I project out normally, you know, like around 28, 29, sometimes 30 players. And sometimes I'm projecting them out for like a half a fantasy point because they run some rounds. Tonight, I only have 21 players projected out. You can make a case there should be 22 with Richard Rodgers, but 21 players projected out. That's how tight both of these teams play. They both play with basically three receivers. They both play with two running backs, definitely involved, but not a third running back. They don't really play with a fullback like you saw from the 49ers last night. And they really just each run out there two tight ends. And that's it. Like they have a core of players. So you're going to get with the kickers and defenses like 10 guys in play for each team when some teams will have 12 to 13 to 14 because they use a fullback. They use four to five wide receivers and, and maybe not use them heavily, but they run 10 routes and see a target or two. So I at least project them out. And tonight, it's not like that. And it leaves us with a lack of value. So Dak Prescott up top and Jalen Hurts. The quarterbacks are definitely in play for me today. Dak Prescott will have a solid pass blocking advantage. Now, the Eagles are top 10 so far in pass rush, but they did lose Graham in that last game. He's done for the year. And that takes into account week one in a small sample where the Cowboys had to face Tampa Bay without Zach Martin. They still don't have Lyle Collins, but number 15 overall, probably closer to a top 10 unit. Now, Dak last week was terrible, no touchdowns, and he had less than 300 yards after having the great week one to open it up. He only has one rushing attempt for 13 yards. His prop right now sits at like 12 yards in most spots. I'm not touching it as of right now. He didn't have any rushing yards last week, but I do have Dak Prescott projected as my highest projected player right now. And even when I factor in like the value, obviously he's expensive at 11,200, but even when I factor in the value, meaning the point per dollar, like the bang for your buck here, Dak is my number four bang for your buck play. And if we're not counting like the, the dust dart throw you're going to put in on Noah Brown potentially today, Dak is my number three projected value player. So the quarterbacks are firmly in play. When there's a lack of value, it's hard to get to these guys and it's really more so hard to get them in the captain spot, but firmly in play. And it's the same case for Jalen Hurts, who he loses an offensive lineman as well, but the Eagles have been up to this point a top 10 unit. The, Dallas is not generating pass rush. Micah Parsons on his own did last week in a really good matchup. He generated the most pressure, shout out Penn State, out of any defensive end that we had seen. But last week, you saw the bad. Week week one, you saw the good. The highest uh, adjusted completion percentage was Jalen Hurts. Last week, the bad, 52%. Now, he was still on just a limited 23 attempts, 8.3 yards per attempt, so that was good to see. It was a slower pace game versus the 49ers. 
49ers. But the big thing, in each week he's seen 60 or more rushing yards, he now has nine carries for 144 yards and a touchdown on the season. But he also has three fumbles. And his prop right now is set at 52 and a half rushing yards. I have not touched it. I don't really like it. I don't really lean the over or the under at this point. It's not something I want to be taking. I do think that he's going to be right around that number. I do think he will be active with his legs. He is $200 less than Dak Prescott, and I only have him for a half a fantasy point less. Both of these quarterbacks are firmly in play. I slightly prefer Dak Prescott, but I'm going to be trying to get them both in my lineups. On Superdraft, I have Jalen Hurts right now projected out as a better play than Dak Prescott, and you get a 10% advantage. In terms of what his multipliers, we'll talk about Superdraft momentarily if you're not familiar, but yes, right now I would prefer the slight lean to Dak Prescott. I kind of want both of these guys, right? I have them both projected as the highest guys in the slate. The problem is we just don't have the value. Can you play them both with a cheaper captain? Definitely. That's going to be something I'll be looking into doing later today. As we slide down now, you start to get to some even more priorities here, which are the wide receivers. I mean, CeeDee Lamb now, Amari Cooper gets hurt last week. He sees some targets, but CeeDee Lamb leads this team now with targets. He already has a 23% red zone target share. Basically, when this team gets to the red zone, if they're passing, they're looking to Amari or CeeDee Lamb. That should make a lot of sense to you, but CeeDee Lamb, a 23% red zone target share. Amari Cooper, we can tackle these guys at the same time. A 38.5% red zone target share so far, and that's with just five targets last week Amari is dealing with cracked ribs he has said a reporter said so what do you got like bruised ribs he said no they're cracked but like I'm gonna be playing football so he's playing with cracked ribs so let that soak into your mind CD Lamb is $800 more expensive I basically have them looking like similar players tonight apparently the pain management and what they're going to be doing for Amari Cooper should be making him okay but there's always the concern that he will leave the game because he's playing with motherfucking crap cracked ribs but even dealing with those cracked ribs last week during the game then of course they don't get sore they don't have a couple days to settle in and really start hurting your adrenaline in game he still led the team with 29 routes but it was cd lamb who led the team with nine catches eight receptions on 81 yards i think they're both going to be steady options for you but at least know that amari will be dealing with that injury and now we get to the opposite side where i do think these guys start to come and play as potentially your best captain options the main eagles receivers and devonta smith and jalen rager they just scream out best captain options and the fact that devonta smith is only a thousand dollars more than jalen rager it just says devonta smith put me in the captain spot i have devonta smith for four more four more fantasy points than jalen rager at this point devonta smith has been dominating so far in the nfl and don't look at the don't look at the actual stats the fact that his quarterback threw for 52 percent completions last week hurts him he's getting open left and right against top tier cornerbacks like getting open just completely wide open he looks fantastic out there so far he's commanded a 27 percent target share in 15 targets through two games which leads this slate he'll get anthony brown and he'll get the second year player trevion diggs out of alabama um former teammate who looks really good right now for the Cowboys through two weeks, but this is still a matchup advantage for Devonta Smith. He's played a decent amount out of the slot, but so far he's been dominating on the outside. He is number six in the NFL with a 51% share of his team's air yards and number two only behind MVS, which you saw Monday Night Football come through or Sunday Night Football come through a little bit for MVS having some receptions, getting the touchdown. Number two in unrealized air yards. What does that mean? What does unrealized air yards means? It means he is seeing a ton of air yards, meaning from when the quarterback throws the ball to where the ball lands. That means he's getting a ton of upside down field and it's just not converting right now, I would assume, because a 52% completion percentage last week for Jalen Hurts. You saw the seven targets week one and the touchdown, that first touchdown to the left side of the field in week one where the air yards were completed, but he's still number two there. This is a guy just screaming, screaming to be a $9,000 player and should be a $9,000 player on the slate, but because of the inaccuracy last week on about two to three throws downfield, he's not. So take advantage of that. This looks like probably the best captain on the slate. Now, the other best captain option would be the discount on a Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager, who's also involved right now, number two on the team with 11 targets, tied for a team high eight receptions with Devonta Smith. He's played 24% of the time 
time out of the slot. He's getting targets downfield. I mean, last week, Jalen Rager should have had the big touchdown down the right side of the field, right? It gets called back because he steps out of bounds, ineligible man back in field. I don't know if you saw that play, but basically Jalen Rager should have had what would have amounted out to like a 50-yard touchdown. And if Jalen Rager's 50-yard touchdown stands up, I mean, if he does that tonight, he's going to be a sure thing as a top-tier captain. And if he does that tonight, or if he did that last week, tonight he would be priced as probably an $8,000 player, at the very least a $7,500 player. So you're getting these discounts. Like we've seen it on paper. DeMonta Smith is getting open left and right and getting the deep targets. Looks good. The price isn't adjusted for it. We just saw Jalen Rager last week getting open downfield, getting the deep targets and converting for a touchdown, but he barely stepped out of bounds. So these opportunities are there for us. I like both of those Eagles receivers as probably because of what their value presents on a slate with not much value. Because of what that price tag presents, cheaper, right? With a slate with not much value, they stand out as top tier captain options. And before we continue to where some of the value lies in the slate, I want to tell you about the props I've taken tonight. And this is the most I've had on a prop this year because I like it a whole lot. So let's get into this over on Price Picks, the sponsor of the program. This is $500 I haven't played tonight. So I have $500 on this prop. I only have to get four out of five right to profit. We get five out of five right. It's even better. Last week, I won about $700, $800 on the week three main slate over on Price Picks. So this is what I have so far tonight. Zeke over two receptions. I have Zeke for about 3.3. This line is going to move up to two and a half. Get it before it moves up to two and a half or three over two receptions. Cedric Wilson, I have him for about 35 yards. He's at 26 and a half. We take the over there. It's the overs club tonight, baby. The sign says take the overs, take the motherfucking overs. Devonta Smith over 54 and a half yards. This number should be in the 70s. This number should be 72. You're getting a massive discount on this number right now because of what was not completed to him last week. And same thing for Jalen Rager. This number should be where Devonta Smith is 54 in this matchup against the Cowboys where you expect to throw where you were trailing where you have a good matchup and oh yeah where you're being targeted five to six times per game and downfield often so those are the first four props and then the final prop and this is nice because you can correlate them all together you can correlate this stuff together which is great I have the over Devonta Smith yards I have the over Jalen Rager yards if those overs are hitting there's an even greater chance based on correlation that Jalen Hurts is hitting the over 249 and a half yards I have him for the 260s I take those five overs I pair them up I put 500 bucks in play if I get three out of five right I get some of my entry back four to five right we win money five out of five right we win a whole lot of money so here you do you use the code sal link down below you get your first free bet matched up to a hundred dollars so your first bet matched up to a hundred dollars use the code sal down below going over on price picks why are you not taking advantage of this right now this is a limited time offer that code sal free f-r-e-e -E. we spelled it out for you we just showed you exactly what to take win the dollar ruskies hop into the patreon discord and say hey here's the win channel here's the green slips dollar ruskies are flying from everywhere right now we're in it we got 500 bucks the money's where the mouth is how about you use that code sal get him right now get him right now get him right now and as we've gone through this you can see that there's really no value so far we start to get to the quote-unquote value but it's not that secure and this is probably the best value play on the slate right now and that man's name is is Cedric Wilson I mean you could argue the kickers but obviously they lack an upside for like a 20-point game like an upside for these kickers is you're really happy with a 10-point game right 12-point game but Cedric Wilson last week was by far the wide receiver three with no Michael Gallup no Michael Gallup yet again this week Cedric Wilson last week ran 19 routes to just six routes for Noah Brown he played way more snaps than him but he only saw two targets two catches for 20 yards he operated out of the slot about 75 76 percent of the time I do think on those 19 routes they should come up a little bit if they're in a game where they get more time last week was kind of a weird game stalled drives you should expect maybe 24 routes he played 36 snaps to just Noah Brown's 12 snaps so 36 snaps to just 19 routes run you should expect some more routes run coming now he hasn't seen a red zone target yet but that makes sense I mean week one he kind of filled in midway through the game when Gallup got hurt he's not gonna be as heavily involved in the red zone as a Zeke as a Tony Pollard as we've seen and of course Amari Cooper 
Cooper and C.D. Lamb. But he has been seeing a decent target share so far through two weeks, having about five targets. He's only $4,000 on this slate. You kind of need either the touchdown or one big reception, like have a three reception, 50, 60 yard game, because otherwise, why wouldn't you go to the kickers? And now I'm an advocate for going to the value plays with upside. So the wide receiver three in a Cowboys offense with a 27 and a half implied total, I'm going to lean towards. And I do have him projected for slightly more than the kickers. So we can talk about that when we get to the kickers. You can see some of these tight ends are here. And it's really a lot of these tight ends. So Blake Jarwin will be in play for me. I'll take Blake Jarwin on the discount over Dalton Schultz. It's an $1,800 discount. We'll get to Schultz when we get to him, but that's a pretty extreme discount. I mean, he led this team for tight ends last week. It was by one, but he had 16 routes to Dalton Schultz five. He out-targeted him four to two. Now week one, Dalton Schultz had the six targets, but you still saw Blake Jarwin running basically the same routes. These guys basically have a 50-50 usage role. It just comes down to who sees the targets. Last week, it was Blake Jarwin. These guys' price points should basically both be the same, but an $1,800 discount on Blake Jarwin, who's probably the more athletic, maybe not more well-rounded when you take into account blocking, but the more athletic tight end, I'll take that built-in discount on Blake Jarwin. I'll also take a similar built-in discount on Zach Ertz, who, yeah, he is nowhere near as, I would say, in his prime as Dallas Goddard, but you're getting a discount of $4,400. Can I say that again? $4,400 on Zach Ertz. I have Dallas Goddard projected for more, but we need value on this slate. There is no value on this slate, and this is where the value lies, but why is it $4,400? If I look over here right now on my routes run, last week or so far on the season, you have 41 routes run for Dallas Goddard. He's ran 41 routes. Ertz has run 40. They're playing the exact same amount of time out there. Now, Ert, Dallas Goddard has led to seven targets. Ertz is just four, a 12.5% target share to just seven, but it's only been two games. You should expect today 15 to 20 routes out of Zach Ertz and two to four targets. Again, Dallas Goddard through two weeks has only ran one more route than Zach Ertz, but for some reason, he's $4,400 more expensive. I think Zach Ertz should be around $4,000 on this slate. I think that Dallas Goddard should be around like $5,400, $5,600. I think that would be a lot fairer of a price based on my projections right now. Ertz possesses value tonight. So that will end my priority plays, if you will. And these are the guys that are definitely in a player pool. Basically, they're all in a player pool for me, but not as of extreme plays for me right now. And this can change. We'll be live tonight, by the way, an hour around 5 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. East Coast Time. But these can change. It depends on ownership. If Zeke is picking up no ownership because of all the receivers priced around him, well, as a leverage play, I'll probably get to a good amount of Zeke and maybe even in my main lineup. My ownership projections will be over on Patreon, by the way, but we can talk about it on the live stream. Zeke and Tony Pollard are both going to have this great run blocking advantage. The Eagles defense just lost Graham, which is a massive part of that run defense, and they already ranked bottom 10 in the league in run defense. You have Zeke through the first two weeks leading the entire NFL in running backs with 68 routes run. He ran 24 routes last week with no Gallup, and he saw two targets. His 24 routes were number three, only behind Amari and CeeDee Lamb. There's upside for Zeke here. The way that Zeke projects out, I do prefer him over Miles Sanders from the Eagles by far. I mean, there's some concerns for Miles Sanders. He has a great matchup here, a positive 49% run blocking advantage against the Cowboys who rank 25th in tackling, but a little bit better in run defense. You're getting 17 and a half opportunities through the first two games for Miles Sanders. But the main concern is that you still have Mr. Jalen Hurts back there. And so far you have Miles Sanders getting one red zone attempt, one red zone attempt to his quarterback, Jalen Hurts getting two and a rushing touchdown last week. And also Kenny Game on the backup getting two and some rushing touchdowns as well. So although I like Miles Sanders, the price point that he's at at $8,000 is a little bit overpriced. He should see 15 to 16 touches in this game, two to four receptions, 12 carries on the ground. But the fact that Kenny Gamel is playing 34% of the snaps and used in the red zone and Jalen Hurts, we know is going to be used in the red zone. It takes a little bit of the upside and ceiling for a showdown slate away. I mean, when they're priced this close between Zeke and, and Miles Sanders, Zeke's role is way better. I know Tony Pollard is getting some steam right now, but Zeke's role is way better. Already five red zone touches. Give me Zeke, especially when they're that close. And now you get these number two running backs on the team on the screen. And Tony Pollard is massively overpriced, but at least he saw last week's 
16 touches. Now, Tony Pollard saw three receptions for 31 yards, but don't think that's going to hold up. He only ran seven routes in that game, meaning that he was being targeted on like a 42% clip. The NFL average on target rate is like 15% for wide receivers, let alone running backs. So seven routes leading to three targets is not going to stand out. Zeke Elliott is the main pass catching running back on this team. Yes, he is the better pass blocker as well. So he stays on the field, but give credit where it's due. Pollard last week, 13 carries goes over hundred yards and gets a touchdown. He has that same good matchup as Zeke, but this is a little bit interesting. Like Tony Pollard is basically, I mean, he's similarly priced to Zeke Elliott, even though Zeke Elliott is the main guy on this team. He's running the majority of the routes. He's still seeing the team lead in carries right now. And he's being involved more often in the red zone than Tony Pollard. So I do think this is kind of a flash in the pan. I don't think they're transi transitioning off of their high paid Zeke Elliott, who's been fine so far to Pollard. He's going to be involved still, but is it enough to think that this is a 1A, 1B backfield based on this price splitting? No, I mean, based on the snaps that Tony Pollard has played this year, he is still the backup running back. So Tony Pollard's price is a little bit weird. It probably becomes restrictive for me to get to, honestly. $7,600 is a lot. Dallas Goddard is here. I'm fine with Dallas Goddard. I just think that he's like $1,000 overpriced. He stands out right now as probably, uh, let's see where he stands out. He is the fourth most overpriced guy in the slate in terms of my projections. I only have him for like nine points at this point. I have guys like Cedric Wilson who are way less than him for similar projection. So Goddard has this a nice matchup here. He's just overpriced compared to Ertz at this point. He's only seen seven targets and to be seven targets so far for 6,600, he'll have a red zone role, of course, is a little bit pricey. Now it's not extremely pricey, but the fact that we're price sensitive on a slate that lacks value, it becomes a little harder. He will have a good matchup though, him and Zach Ertz against Jalen Smith today and some of these linebackers. So keep that in mind. Now the final value options who they're just overpriced. Like this is why it's harder to get to these guys. You can see Quez Watkins on the screen. He had that big, like 90 yard reception, 80 plus yard reception last week, which is kind of padding his stats, if you will. He scored a touchdown week one, but he's only ran 34 routes so far this year. They're using a lot of two tight end approaches. Now he's the clear wide receiver three because outside of him and Devonta Smith and Jalen Rager, nobody else has seen a target on this team for a wide receiver, but he's had five catches for 140 yards on five targets. But most of that came last week, like 75% of that yardage came on one play last week. He will be on the field, but he's overpriced because of that big play. He should not be $5,400 for a guy who's going to see two to three targets in this game for a good game for Quez Watkins today is like three catches for 40 yards. $5,400, that's a little bit overpriced for kicker production. I have Quez Watkins currently projected on Patreon for only like 5.8 points. That is below the that is below the kickers right now. That is below the defenses. Obviously, he has a higher ceiling because of that upside like the catch you saw last week, but he's overpriced. Kenny Gainwell is massively overpriced. $5,000 for a backup running back. He is a clear backup running back playing just 34% of the snaps. Now, he is seeing 10 and a half opportunities per game. He saw 12 opportunities week one, but about four or five of those were in garbage time, but he did see nine opportunities in a close game last week. Opportunity are touches and targets. He's ran only 15 routes, but seen six targets on the year, and he has two red zone touches. The touchdowns are skewing his point total up a little bit. So far on the season, he's averaging 9.75 fantasy points per game because of the touchdowns. But again, this is just like Tony Pollard, except this one's worse here because Tony Pollard is at least producing at a high level, seeing like 15 touches in a game like last week. You're getting right now Kenny Gamel, a clear backup playing just 33% of the snaps. I would like Kenny Gamel today if he was $3,000, like AJ Dillon's price point on the main slate last night on the Sunday night football slate. But Kenny Gamel is basically AJ Dillon in terms of obviously they're different players. He's a better pass catcher, but in terms of the snaps he's playing, he's basically at this point, AJ Dillon, a clear backup for 30 to 40% of the snaps. Yet he's $5,000. He's priced a little bit crazy here. In my opinion, maybe he gets in the end zone. He's had two red zone touches, but again, there's no value on the slate. The guys who should be value options are $2,000 more than they should be. So that's Mr. Kenny game. Well, Dalton Schultz is fine. If you want to get there at 4,800, he's basically the exact same guy as Blake Jarwin so far and Jarwin's cheaper. So I'll take the value there. The kickers are both in play on a slate like today. 
today, I would prefer Cedric Wilson. I would prefer uh, Blake Jarwin to the kickers, but you got to give credit where it's due. Z- uh, Zach, Greg Zerline is averaging 11 points per game. Jake Elliott's averaging five and a half. I have them both projected for like eight to nine fantasy points. They are definitely in play. Do not be shocked to see a kicker or a defense. The defenses are cheap, 3,400 and 3,200. They're projecting out for me for like six, five fantasy points, somewhere in there. Don't be shocked to see one of these guys, one of these positions be in the optimal lineup and to close it out we can talk about the only guy who's a punt option and that's noah brown for 200 dollars. noah brown though only has ran six routes week one he ran no routes but then michael gallup gets hurt and the cowboys do operate with four receivers but week two he or week two he only runs six routes plays 12 snaps sees no targets so expect noah brown tonight to run four to eight routes to see zero to one maybe two targets if amari gets banged up in game right he's got the the rib injury 200 noah brown might come in play but don't be punting here don't be saying oh this is where the value is i gotta get there there is a way better chance that noah brown scores two or less points tonight which is not going to be in your winning lineup than he does six to eight which would be in your winning lineup. so that is where we are at on this showdown slate now i will let you know of one final thing and this is going to be super draft where yesterday their contest only filled at about 60 percent for their main slate which means if you entered a lineup into the sunday night football showdown you beat 40 percent of the field just by entering a lineup that will never happen anywhere else there is eight thousand dollars in play tonight somebody last night won eight thousand dollars because they only had to beat 60 percent of the field because these contests aren't filling take advantage of this before they fill now i'm recording this in the morning so obviously this contest just opened but expect and we can look at it on the live stream expect this contest to fill out like 75 80 percent meaning that by entering a lineup you will beat a quarter of the field that simple. That will not happen ever on DraftKings because their marketing, their billion-dollar budget fills all their contests. Right now, they got guys like me, Joe Schmo's like me, trying to fill these contests for them as a partner. So check it out. If you want a free 20 bucks over on SuperDraft, the best spot that you'll have to actually win money tonight in a DFS contest because the contest won't fill. You have less competition for the same amount of money. It's like going to the grocery store and having the exact same bottle of ketchup in front of you. Exact same. No difference in the ingredients. No difference in the label. Two Heinz bottles of ketchups, but you pay for the one that's $1.50 more for hell, hell no reason. No fucking reason at all. So if you want 20 bucks to play with you can use the code sal when you sign up on SuperDraft. 20 bucks great contest overall we'll be playing there talking more about it later today so there you go there's your schmacks for the day we're 30 plus grand richer we had a lovely sunday let's bring it into monday right now the packers win the second place finish let's bring it into monday tonight let's go right here the best day of the week is monday let's start off with a big one a great football game tonight i love football i love all of you like and subscribe before you go come and join the patreon community a record high 820 plus 830 plus people in the discord now get up on patreon come join the community support the sponsors of the show and peace out gang enjoy your motherfucking day